afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Small Business Cheerleader podcast. I'm joined by the uh, lovely Reva today from Cutting Edge Digital. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, I've been wanting to have you on for ages because Google Ads is your specialty. You are the guru. I've done your workshops before and I've learned so much I didn't know or I didn't think I even needed to know. And so I wanted to do a podcast today that we can share those tips with other small business owners. So the main points today I'd like to start with, because I think for small businesses, Google ads are one of those things that sit on the corner of their to-do list. They know they have to do them. They've heard about them. And a lot of people say they need to throw all their money at them. But what we want to talk about is Google ads is not for every business. And I think it's important for us to maybe set some parameters on, on how small businesses should look at Google ads. So if you could just maybe run us through from your experience, what businesses Google Ads work for, or, or even some advice you could give small business owners looking to take in Google Ads? Yeah, so definitely Google Ads is not for everybody. Um, a lot of people are told when they start a business that it's a great place to get um, visitors to your website. Just pay Google, get some clicks, get some traffic, um, and people will buy from you. But that's really just not how it works. It comes down to several factors as to what kind of business is best suited to Google Ads. Um, and I have to say it's generally service-based businesses or businesses that have quite a high product value because what you have to remember with Google Ads is that it's all about a return on your investment. You want people to be buying from you. You don't want to be just paying for clicks for people to come and look at your website and leave. That's a, a complete waste of your marketing spend. So by making sure that your business is well-suited to things that, one, people are actually searching for um, as opposed to something that maybe you would buy if, an ad popped up on Facebook while you were scrolling. Um, things like clothing, makeup, T-shirts, they kind of they work really well on, on social media, um, not so much on Google Ads, depending on your budget. So if you've got a budget of $300 a month, I would probably say forget about Google Ads because that works out to about $10 a day, um, and that's not going to get you too far considering most industries you're paying $1 to $3 per click. Yeah. Um, and not everyone is going to convert. So not everyone who clicks on your ad is going to buy from you. So then you have to factor in the conversion rate. Uh, and that's where you're going to start losing money if your ads are not well targeted uh, and you're not a product that people are actually searching for. Yeah, that's exactly right. I know, is it right that the um, sort of around $25 a day is a budget that is sort of an average budget um, for Google ads? Yeah. I've heard that's sort of where you can sort of start and then you do it over, uh, you know, per day. Um, what, what do you think? What, is there a budget in there that, that is workable for, for service businesses that want to give it a try? Yeah, so it's going to come down to what you pay per click. So different industries have different general ranges of what they pay per click. I'd say for most of my clients and for most industries, it's between $1 and $3 per click. So if you've got a budget of $20 to $30 a day, that can get you 10 to 15 clicks maybe 30 if you're lucky. Um, anything less than that is probably not worth running an ads campaign. So I generally have a recommended budget of $600 a month as a minimum because that works out to $20 a day. Um, and if you can't afford to spend $20 a day on Google advertising, it's probably not the right platform for you. Yeah, I think get so used to, you know, chucking $20 on a Facebook boosted post and getting results from it. They think that Google works the same and it just doesn't. No, that's right. Because what you normally find is, um, is that right, that the conversion rate um, 
it, it may cost more, but they're probably uh, already um, ready to buy that type of thing because they're searching. And, and I yeah. want people to understand that's the difference, that Facebook, they're scrolling and they might come upon you and make a purchase, whereas Google Ads is very specific. They're searching for keywords that they're ready to buy. So it might cost you more per click, but it's going to be more likely to convert. Is, is that what you found um, with Google Ads? That's absolutely it. So people are either doing their research before they buy or they are ready to buy when they're on Google. When they're on social uh, media channels, they're more being interrupted. So that's interruptive marketing. Um, people aren't necessarily waiting for an ad for a plumber to pop up because their toilet is broken. They're going to be going to Google and Googling plumber Perth and they're going to be finding somebody that way. So it very much depends on how your audience um, is searching for you and if they are indeed searching for you in the first place. Yeah, and you're also competing on keywords. You're bidding upon those keywords. So you have to realise that um, bigger places that have a big budget are going to be obviously paying more per click and are going to rank higher. Um, yeah. But you can be strategic with your keywords. What's it, what's some key points um, around keywords or, or anything you can help people when they're looking for getting their... Um, they might not know what it means. What do keywords mean and, and what how can they use them in making sure they show on the Google rankings with their Google ads? Yeah, so I'll give you a little um, snapshot of how the Google ads auction actually works because a lot of people don't really understand the process behind it. So every time you go to Google and you type in whatever the search term is, um, plumber Joondalup, what Google does in the background with regards to the ads is an auction is performed. So they look at who, which businesses are bidding on the, the keyword plumber Joondalup how much are they prepared to pay per click? So they look at what you're bidding for that exact keyword. Um, and then it also looks at your landing page, how relevant it thinks that your website is for the result that people are wanting. Uh, and it also looks at whether you've got those keywords included in your ad text. So if you uh, are bidding on the keyword plumber Joondalup, but nowhere in your ad text are you mentioning plumber or Joondalup, it's highly unlikely that your ad will show. And if it does, it's going to be way down the bottom. Yeah. Um, so every search, sorry, every search conducted on Google, an auction is performed behind the scenes to work out what ads they're going to show and then in what order they're going to show. So if you're only bidding 50 cents per click and somebody else is bidding $2 a click, it's highly likely that they're going to appear above your ad if their website is more relevant and if their ad text is more relevant as well. Yeah, that's it. And and you can also see when you go through Google Analytics, things like bounce rates and, and stuff like that, where people will click and you can pay, you're paying for those clicks, but they'll bounce straight off if it's not the information they're searching for. So you have to be careful with that budget because you might be getting those clicks, but they might be bouncing straight off and you're not really going to get um, the conversions you're chasing. And, and that's where we were talking um, just before about Google ads not being a set and forget like you can maybe do with Facebook ads a little bit more. Google ads needs mm -hmm. to be tweaked. You need to see how they're performing. You can go through your keywords. What, um, what would you say, what recommendations would you have um, for small business owners looking to make the most out of their campaigns? Say they're running it at $600 for a month. What, what is it that they should be looking out for uh, in regards to tweaking? Yeah, so something they should be doing on a really regular basis, at least once a week, uh, is looking at the search terms report. So in Google Ads, there's a section where you can see what terms people have actually searched for that has triggered your ad to show and that they have clicked on. So you can see how many people have clicked on Plumber Joondalup versus Plumber Perth versus 
I need someone to fix my toilet, whatever it is, you can see those search terms in the Google Ads platform. So yeah. I would recommend is go through and look at what clicks are you paying for? Are they search terms that are relevant to what you offer? Because Google is getting a bit smart with its semantic matching there. So it won't just show your ads for um, I need to fix my toilet. It'll also show for uh, plumber that fixes toilets because it's a similar sort of uh, search intent. Um, so it's about making sure Google is not wasting your spend on search terms that are not particularly relevant to what you do, um, especially with regards to that semantic matching that has now come in in the last few months. Yeah. So yeah, search terms checking is, is very important. And then secondary to that, if you see search terms in there that are not relevant to your business that you wouldn't want your ads to be clicked on for, you can add those to what we call negative keywords. And every time you add a negative keyword, it will then prevent your ads from showing if somebody was to search that term again in the future. So it just helps you to really niche down your spend and keep it quite tight on the keywords that you do want clicked on. Yeah, and, and also, um, you would get people to sort of start small with their keywords, as in the number of keywords too. Would that would that be right? Not be, um, you know, sort of trying to go for every keyword, make sure that you, you know what your your main keywords are, like maybe your your name of your business, the exact things you think people would be searching for. Is, it, is that right? Or is there any other, other ways that um, they should start so that they're not, you know, trying to, to, to get as many keywords, maybe more niche keywords? Yeah, definitely. If you've got a small budget and you're in a competitive niche, keep your um, ad groups nice and tight. Um, not, don't add every keyword under the sun. Um, and if you do have multiple variations of your keywords, make sure they're split out into different ad groups. One of the biggest mistakes I often see is people will set up one campaign with one ad group with 50 keywords in that one ad group and one or two ad copies. Now, if you've got 50 keywords that are all different to each other, you can't possibly write an ad text that is relevant to 50 different keywords. So you would want to group similar keywords together in one ad group and similar keywords in another ad group and keep them nice and tight, no more than say five to 10 keywords per ad group. If you've got more than 10 keywords in an ad group, it's time to split that out further. That, that's great. That's great advice because, yeah, you, you're making, you're matching your keywords with what's in the ad so that Google is going to do that thing we talked about prior, yeah. make sure that those words are matching. And I don't think a lot of people understand that and no. they can do one and, and, and just think it's all, it's all done and dusted. And, yeah. and you're really playing the game. You're making sure that you're, you're, you're doing what it is Google's chasing and, and what it's looking for. So you're getting that yeah. bang for your buck. Because, I mean, ultimately $20 a day doesn't sound a lot, but when that's consistently going and you're not getting any conversions from it because uh, yeah. you just let it, you set it and forget it and hope it works. Um, yeah. it, it's it's just money down the drain when there's exactly. so much more you can do with it. And Absolutely. yeah, and we were talking before when we we're saying top three things that we think people should be looking at. And it's one of those was tracking conversions, which is something even I said, it's hard. We sort of think, oh, yeah, I'll get there one day. Uh, but if you're going to spend the money, you need to know if they're going from your ads and where they're going after that. And you can do that with Google Analytics, can't you? Which is free for small businesses to set up. Yes, absolutely. So if you don't have analytics on your website and you're thinking about running ads, don't run ads until you've set up Google Analytics because being able to see where people are coming from what pages they're visiting on your website and what actions they're taking are so crucial for you to inform where your marketing budget should be going, not just for ads, but for all your channels that you're looking at. Um, if you're getting most of your traffic from Facebook, 
um, and you're getting hardly any from organic search, you know, maybe you don't need to be spending money on Google ads and Facebook is where you should be spending your marketing budget. So look at where your audience is already coming from. Think about how they would find you if they didn't know about you. Um, and that's, you know, where they should be spending your money. Yeah, it's a customer journey, isn't it? People forget to map out that customer journey. If somebody, you know, our example of a plumber, if somebody wants a plumber, then what are they going to do? And think about like you are that customer yeah. and look at those search words. You're right. They're going to put in plumber Perth or plumber Canningvale or plumber suburb, you know, put exactly. here. and yeah. that's what they're going to be doing. So make sure that you are um, using that sort of language because um, you want to be where they are at that point. And like you said, people, um, you know, in regards to maybe not plumbers, that might be something that they're doing at the time. But if you're researching mm. houses, if you're researching products that you will eventually buy online, then you mm. need to be searching for those keywords too. You know, what is a customer Absolutely. going to be put in and making sure that you're, you're trying to tap into those um, niche keywords um, and your own name as well. Uh, so the, yeah. uh, no. so in terms of brand name, it's actually quite interesting. So I generally don't recommend people bid on their own brand name unless there's two reasons. One reason would be you're not ranking organically for your brand name anyway. So there might be an issue with your website or for whatever reason, your brand name does not come up. Your website doesn't come up when people search for your brand name. Then, yes, I would say spend money on Google Ads to make sure that you're appearing at the top of the results. Um, and the only other time I would recommend it is if any of your competitors are bidding on your brand name for Google ads. So if, you know, if I put cutting edge digital and um, another SEO agency or Google ads agency is coming up in the ads results, I know that they're using my brand name and I don't want people to be clicking on my competitors thinking that it's going to be me because I should be at the top. So that is one time when you should should bid on your brand name. And once you do that, you will generally pay a very low cost to click because, you know, you are the only person that should be ranking for that brand name. So Google will give you preference when, when it comes to the ad auction. And yeah. you should always yeah. appear above unless somebody is bidding a ridiculous amount of money to appear above you. I, I tell you one thing that was a hack that um, I discovered through my kids, obviously, because kids know everything when it comes to hacks online, um, was Domino's. If I wanted to get discounted vouchers, I put in um, Pizza Hut and Domino's came up first with that offer. And that was a hack I had no idea about and a hack, obviously, their, their people did and uh, it, it, it disappeared after a while because everyone got you know got wind of it and of course they they dominoes fixed it but for a while there that was a major ranking win for them because they did come up first when I typed in Pizza Hut and did come up with that discount voucher so that's how people like I said before are playing the game yeah. Um, it's about being on top of what Google's looking for and, and ways to get seen. Um, yeah. As we said before, it's really about what type of business you're in and yeah. if it suits your type of business. Don't just do it because everybody's doing it. Um, and if you are going to do it, make sure you're very strategic about it. Um, and, and one thing I just wanted to go through a bit more is um, the negative keywords because I see that um, in a lot of um SEO things and and people always ask me what does that mean I know we quickly talked about it before about putting a keyword in where you don't want to show is that right so you're telling Google that that is a negative keyword for you can you expand on that a little bit more for everyone yes so a negative keyword will prevent your ad from showing if somebody searches for that term um, it's very specific though so it won't be anything semantically matched or if people misspell the word it won't count unfortunately I wish Google would you know kind of work out misspellings and apply them as negative keywords but they don't um, 
So, so say you're a, a personal injury lawyer um, and you only do personal injury law and somebody is searching for a divorce lawyer. You don't want your ad to appear because you don't offer divorce law services. So yep. you would add divorce as a negative keyword for your ad group or your campaign. And then if anybody searched for anything to do with lawyers um, or law with the word divorce in it, your ads would not appear. Perfect. And that, I mean, yeah. there you go. You're saving that money, those clicks that mean nothing, or even not even the clicks to search you'd show, but people wouldn't want, you know, they know that you you don't do that. It's a waste yeah. of your, your impressions and a waste of exactly. your, your website. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think, um, again, let's talk more about tra um, tracking conversions. Yeah. Because that's something people don't do. I'm guilty of that a lot of the time. I have done it. I mean, I've got my Google Analytics all set up and it all flows through. But um, I think the more you want to do research into how your marketing is performing, which people need to do more and more now because money and the, co the competition is so much um, higher. So, mm. so if you can go through the tracking conversion. So I say I've set up my Google Analytics account. Yeah. And I've attached it to my Google Ads. What happens then and what do I need to look out for? So there's a few different ways you can track conversions and there's a few different kinds of conversions you can track. Um, if we talk about how to track conversions, first of all, you can track them directly with Google Ads. Google Ads can create a snippet of code that you will put on whatever page you want to track as a conversion. So if you're an e-commerce website and you're selling online, whatever the final checkout URL that appears, you can add your Google Ads tracking code to that. So whenever a purchase is completed, it will track that um, as a conversion that came by Google Ads. Um, alternatively, you can use Google Analytics. So provided, like you said, you've connected your analytics to your ads, you can set up all your goals and analytics as you usually would. Um, and then import those to Google Ads. Really simple. You just tick a box and they'll all import. Um, if it's e-commerce, you can have your transaction set up, uh, tracking and analytics. So just whatever transactions happen on your website can pull through automatically to ads. Um, or you can track things even like clicks on your phone number on your website, clicks on your email on your website. They're super simple to set up with Google Tag Manager. Um, implement them by analytics and then import them to ads. So those are actions that you do want to be measuring as well if you have a public phone number and email address that people can get in touch with you because those are all touch points. They might not necessarily be a purchase, but if you're a service-based business and you have you know, a 30-minute uh, free chat with somebody before they convert, so they click a button to get in touch with you. You want to be tracking those as inquiries, and you know how many people they've got in touch from you just by clicking your phone number. Yeah, and, and that's leads, isn't it? And I mean, that's what I I keep trying to tell my clients in regards to marketing leads. You need to be tracking them. You need to be all those touch points you're talking about. You know, the phone, the email, the the booking discovery calls, they're all leads and they need to be, it, it gives you a compass of how your business is going and how your online is tracking because um, that's so important to getting the leads into the funnel is it, the top end of the funnel is making sure you've got all these things set up. And if exactly. you spend the money and you're going to invest, why would you not want to get the most out of it? And I mean, and that's what I think sometimes it comes down to having somebody in your corner that can help you get on board and, and give you the right direction and tools. Um, or it's something you outsource to a professional that you actually know you can trust that will do 
all of these things that you have no time or you're, you're not up to. So yeah. explain to me a little bit what um, what you do at Cutting Edge Digital in regards to a professional with um, Google Ads and SEO. What sort of things happens there if people want to outsource or they just want to get more um, help in what they need to do? What happens there? So for people who just want somebody to take over, get it all set up and run it, I obviously offer that service. So I do a full Google Ads setup, which will include reviewing your website, making sure it's good enough to run ads to you, because that's the other thing. If your website is not good enough, when people land on it, if they're not going to trust you to buy from you, there's no point paying for traffic to it. Um, so you want a website that's fast, that's mobile friendly, um, and that people can actually take the action you want them to take, whether that's to buy, to call you, to fill in a contact form, whatever it is, it needs to be set up and working before you pay for any traffic to go to it, whether that's Google Ads or social. Um, so provided your website's in good shape, um, I would re review your analytics, uh, make sure that that's set up correctly and everything's tracking well, uh, set up all your Google Ads campaigns, whether that's search, display, remarketing, um, and then... Once that's all set up and built out and had approval, we'll start running the ads and then I would manage them on an ongoing basis. The first few weeks, I check in pretty much every day with the account to make sure it doesn't go over the daily budget that we set. Keep a really close eye on the search terms because those first few weeks are crucial um, to build the negative keyword list out. Um, and then as we go on, then we tend to move to weekly check-ins with accounts and just make sure everything's working as well as it can be. Yeah, and I think the importance of that, whether you do it yourself or you outsource it, is having those steps, going through your website, making sure it's got everything, it's it loads fast, you know, and the back end of the SEO is set up on your website too, make sure you're doing as much as you can. And yeah. then it is, it's the next steps, is making sure that you've got all those steps we talk about with keywords and making sure that you've got all the tracking set up. Um, so, I mean, look, there's, there are heaps of resources you can, you can learn to do it yourself, and, and that's cool too. It, it just depends on, on where you're at. Do you want to be spending that time making money in your business and knowing you've got someone in the back end who's got your back? Or are you happy to do it all? But it's, it's making sure you're up to date with the latest because it changes. Like you said, Google yeah. changes, and it's your job and every business owner's job, if we're honest, to keep up with those things. Yeah, absolutely. Because how quickly can your website get left behind when it comes to you? And then your competitor, if they're up on top of it, um, they're ranking and, and they're getting those conversions and those clicks and where are you? So um, so where do, where do people find the latest info? Is Google releasing it? Is it something that they need to keep on track of online? Or um, yeah, or is it something that they can maybe, you know, check in with you and say, look, am I doing it right? Do you do that thing of like, look, just check I've done it. Is it okay? You know, am yeah. I on track? Is that something that, that you offer too? Because that's sometimes where people, I think they get so confused with so much information online, free information that they don't know what's yeah. really right and what's not. Yeah. Um, so I do offer a, a review service as well. So I can have a look over your campaigns and then either give you tips on how to optimize yourself or I could do it for you and get it just in a, a better shape for you to manage going forward. Um, in terms of where to find the best information online, Google Ads does have a pretty comprehensive um, support section. You can pretty much type in any section that you're looking for, whether it's keywords or negative keywords or ad copy or whatever the, the topic is you're looking for help on, and you will generally find a support document for it. Um, one of the uh, good resources I like to use is a guy called Benjamin Mangold from Love's Data. 
Uh, he has a few really great free and paid courses, which, which you can take not just on Google Ads, but on Analytics Tag Manager as well. So he's a pretty good resource uh, when it comes to all things Google, if you that's do want to expand great. your knowledge. Yeah, that, that's because Like I said, you can get lost down a, a rabbit hole when it comes to Google Ads. I, I know yeah. I have. And um, you tend to think that um, it's all too hard and so you don't do anything. And yeah. I think that's the problem. I'd rather see small business owners at least try the basics, get yeah. your website so it's fast loading, make sure you've at least put some um, back end into your SEO and yeah. at least try that, you know. And then if you get further and it's too hard, then you outsource it or you get it um, audited so that you know that you're on the right path. But don't just leave it because I, I, I just hate to see these websites and, and these businesses spend so much money on Google Ads because they think they've got it all sorted themselves. And it, it just literally is like putting money out into the air and never seeing it again. And yeah. I'm talking big dollars. I've seen clients do that and I've gone into the back end and there's just no hope for it. So, um, yeah, so that, so that's what I'd be saying. So, so what would be the final tip that you would say for small business owners in regards to Google ads, what would be a tip from an expert such as yourself? What would you say um, small business owners need to focus on the most uh, or first to, to get their Google ads where they need to be? Um, I think it comes down to good campaign structure. Unless you've got the bare bones set up properly um, in, a, in an organized fashion, your campaigns are not going to get the results that you want. So like I mentioned at the beginning, don't just have one ad group with all your keywords thrown in there. Make sure that you split out everything that you're doing by service or by product. So generally, Google recommends having a campaign per service or per product. Um, so if you offer, say, business coaching and marketing strategy and a done-for-you service, you would have a campaign for each of those. The only problem with that can be if you have a limited budget because your budget is set per campaign, it then splits out how visible you can be because if your budget was $30 a day and now you've got three campaigns, suddenly that's only $10 a day per campaign. So think about what services you really want to push and maybe start with them if your budget is limited when you start. Um, maybe one campaign for your most important service or product and then have multiple ad groups within that with well-written ad copy please make sure there's no grammatical mistakes and it's nothing irks me more than when I see spelling and grammar issues with Google ads that pop up online. It just, it hurts me. So don't do it. You know, I saw one yesterday um, for Officeworks and they had weddings. It, they were doing something for weddings and somebody tagged it in a post I saw and it had weddings or something. Oh. And it was a sponsored post on Facebook, but still the same thing. So people are screenshotting it, tagging it, sending it. So it's not great. please, if you're not, if grammar is not your point, um, please just get it read by someone else because yeah. uh, people like Ruby from myself, we cringe a little bit and die inside when we see, um, we see copy that, that has that, especially if you're putting money behind it. Yeah, because that alone is a killer. You're putting money behind it. Um, why in heavens wouldn't you take the time to at least have somebody else read through it for you? Yeah, so that is a perfect tip to end on because why, again, that is so much money to have copy and it ruins your brand. 
So something as simple as a your when it should be an apostrophe RE will kill people yeah. um, if you put it in there. So please, please um, get your copy read by somebody who at least is on top of um, their, their pronouns and their grammars and things because there are there are people out there like us who will cringe and die a little and um, <laughs> it's nice to keep everyone happy when they're reading their Google uh, scrolls or they're yeah. searching for someone. If I search and I find somebody and it all sounds perfect, that's great. If I see grammar... I'm done. I'm out. I'm flicking out. It's just, it's just not, not, not going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. And also, you watch when you're using your. We're going into a completely different subject here, but can, just watch when you're using your S and your Zs. Don't ever send oh, anything with yeah. specialized with a Z. I will lose my mind. I will delete it, and I will go out. I know you're allowed to allowed to use it but please don't you know it just it just irks me every time so that's a little tip from the small business cheerleader um don't put z's when there should be s's um and reva's saying please watch your copy uh so between us uh, we'll get you the right sort of um <laughs> google ads up perfect done so that people don't you know click off now it's been awesome. I love, I could talk Google ads all day because I do, I do love it. Um, and I love talking to people who know about it because I can get tips myself. I love it. Um, where can people find you online? If they want to get an audit done, they want to um, outsource, um, what's the best place for them to find out more about you? So the best place is probably my website. I have quite a lot of information on there, including the process, how I work, how Google ads works, and obviously all my pricing because I don't believe in hiding that away. People need to know how much they're going to be paying before they get in touch with you. So uh, cuttingedgedigital.com.au is where you'll find me. And on my website, you'll have all my links to my socials as well. Awesome. So now let's see. If they Google you, um, do you come up on the search? That's the question I want to know. Uh, Absolutely. Oh, see, and I bet it looks perfect as well. And I bet the grammar is amazing. And I bet if so. <laughs> so that's good to know i thought it might be like a chef you know you, you know you cook at home you're cooking at home is not but i bet you're on top and i love that um because you've got to make sure that what you're teaching people are seeing so everyone head to the cutting edge digital website and check it out because i think um if you're going to start a business get it started the right way if you're stuck in a rut and your leads are drying up reassess your, your, your um, SEO and look at Google Ads if it suits your business type. But make sure that you've got the back end right first before you start putting any money anywhere. Um, and that's what Reva's here to do. It's been awesome talking to you. And I hope everyone heads over and Google searches you so that um, we can get, um, but don't click on it, just go direct. Otherwise she has to pay every time you click on it, okay? So just go straight to her website as a direct I don't, I don't run my own Google ads. It's far too expensive an industry. I can't afford it. Uh, 100%. <laughs> so just type in cuttingedgedigital.com.au in your, in your URL bar and you'll be fine. Um, awesome. And, uh, yeah, and check her out on the socials too. Thanks so much for being with us today. And I hope that we've shed some light. Well, I know we have. Uh, for those that are a bit confused with Google ads and hopefully we can see some great Google ad campaigns being set up in the future by everyone, hopefully, um, including me. So thanks a lot and hopefully we'll um, talk soon. Thank you. Bye. Yeah.